poppin'. This is Tay and Cast with the Level the Fuck Up Podcast. Y'all, what is poppin'? Okay, can we just take a quick celebration for the fact that this sounds clear AF? Y'all, you're leveled up. If you haven't noticed that yet, Lego. Um, We are now using a recording system um, because obviously we're not in the same place. So let us know if you guys love it because we are loving it. Or if you can like catch like a difference of our prior podcast, which will was two weeks ago. And now I'm, I'm kind of experimenting this week too, without having like AirPods in because I thought AirPods would actually make the quality better, but you know, we're just, we're experimenting right now. We're out here. We're celebrating the new quality and the level up of the sound. Okay. Lego. Well, today's podcast is going to be about something that I personally kind of struggle with. And I kind of wanted to do a podcast similar to Cass's, but down a realm of like body image. So we're going to be talking about, you know, all of the things, body image and insecurities. But before we get into all of that, we kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of a life update. So Cass, why don't you tell us the story of the motherfucking week? Well, Cass guys is getting real dicked down, really, just really dicked down. Um, so last week, um, somebody broke into my apartment, fun time. So we'll start there. Um, luckily they didn't take anything other than gift cards, but guys, they took my AirPods, my freaking AirPods. So I'm really like lightweight, really salty about that. Cause they were my favorite things, but it's fine. We're just going to order new ones. No big deal. But, um, anyways, luckily they didn't take anything other than that. And my computers were like legitimately like on the counter. Um, so praise the good Lord Jesus. They didn't take anything more. Um, so yeah, so that was, uh, hit number one hit number two was yesterday. So for all you photographers out there, you might find this interesting. So here we go. Um, I got booked for a wedding in Hawaii, super normal. Um, everything was normal. The inquiry was normal. Like the, the process of like them booking me. And when it comes to Hawaii, like a lot of foreign people go to Hawaii to elope. So I took it as it was like a language barrier. Like I noticed that he probably wasn't English, but lived in the U S um, happens multiple times, just be having my business in Maui. And so, um, he booked me and it was in March. So a lot of people, especially in Maui as well, book very like close to the time. It's just kind of like the way it is. So I was used to it. And so, um, moving forward, uh, Friday, I got a check in the mail and the check in the mail, the guy was like, Hey, my boss is going to pay for it. He's being really nice and he's going to pay for the wedding. Well, I thought nothing of it because once again, that happens like mom and dad either are the bosses or boss is just really nice and you've had a close relationship with him. So he pays for it. Well, I get the check and it's from an education system. So a board of education in Kentucky. So I'm like, hmm, kind of weird, but okay. Like this guy maybe is a teacher in fucking Kentucky and maybe he is really close with his boss, but like kind of weird. The school wouldn't be paying for that. So my first thought is this 
guy is a teacher and he is like, somehow got it waived to where like he can send me this money. Like he shouldn't be doing this. Like that's my first thought. So I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Well, just weird. But honestly, like when it comes to getting checks, like open them, I just like put the deposit in, put them in my bank. And then I just like move on. Like, cause if I have a check laying around, I'll forget about it. So it just like out of habit, I deposit the check. So yesterday he is messaging me and is like, Hey, my boss thought that you and the DJ were all one company. Can you please pay the DJ? And here's the DJ's PayPal information. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like I need the information from the actual boss that states this. And he was like, no, like my, this is approved. Um, please send it now, like send it now and send me a confirmation. So I was like, what am a literal F? So I basically am like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call the board of education and make sure that this is okay, which it's probably not obviously. Um, and this is all a scam. This dude is like, I hope you know that I know your address and I can come after you like stop messing with my money. And like, it's threatening me through text messages. So I am like, what is going on? Like, I'm mind blown. I think this guy is going to come and kill me. And it just was dramatic. And so then I called the board of education and I was like, can I please speak with the accounting like people that work at your school? And she goes, let me guess you offer a service that would be a big deposit. And the person that booked you wants you to send half of it to some other vendor or some other person that is affiliated, but really it's them. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And she was like, somebody hacked into our system and we are already $40,000 down just this morning. Um, and they, and like people are sending money all over the place. And I am like, what in the literal hell? Like, how did this happen to me? Like, what the fuck? And so I just like, first of all, honestly, I was like actually happy that I wasn't the only one. Cause I thought that this like guy was really going to come after me. And I just was about to call and like get his job, like get him fired. And then he really would hate me. But sounds like there's just a bunch of hackers that have been doing this and are kind of like talking people into sending money which is just crazy. So anyways, I have to go to the bank. I have to tell them it's a fraudulent check. It gets sent back to the school. It was just nuts. Anyways, basically the devil or there's a fucking bad juju that's coming after me, but um, I'm not having it. So we're taking, turns. we're taking turns. That's what's happening out here. Yeah, seriously. Because the first three weeks, Tay was the devil was after her. Well, now guys, he's after her. <laughs> So basically more of the story, if any of y'all are just entrepreneurs or photographers, just like be aware of this shit. Like this is really sketchy. And obviously this is exactly like a normal process of how you would maybe like book a client is like you would get a check in the mail. And like there was obviously red flags that Cass has already like explained, but just listen to your gut too. Because I feel like at the beginning of this whole situation, you were like, there's going to be a bomb in my mailbox. There's going to be a bomb in my mailbox. Remember? Yes. I was fully convinced that there was going to be a bomb. Like this guy was completely normal until like the check was in my mailbox. And then as soon as the check was in my mailbox, he turned and like went like ape shit crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. And there was just so many, it was just so weird. Like it wasn't adding up for just the entire booking process. And I would say too, to kind of save like everyone's asses here. Like, I feel like 
someone sending you money that fast, like even before they want to FaceTime with you or meet with you or like, I don't know, connect with you and all of those things. Like, yeah, it's great. Like someone's like willing to send you the money, but it's like, make sure that contracts are signed, all of that before that happens. Totally. And don't allow them to tell you the excuse that they like don't have to FaceTime because I'd be like, let's hop on a call. Like would love to meet you and the bride, like kind of thing. And he would be like, um, yeah, I would love to like, let me like, I'm going to be sending the check. Let's set up the FaceTime like date or whatever at this time, which ended up being after the, the check. And I just was like, okay, like whatever. Like if this guy wants to make a hustle play, good for him, like whatever. But realistically, like just if my story is to anything to you is like one, like even though we are in a love industry, that does not mean that love always comes our way and shitty shit can happen and there's shitty people out there. And then two, just be ultra aware and like really do your due diligence that I did not do of making sure that like you do FaceTime them and go through all the process that you should go through before they are actually sending you the money. Yeah. 100%. That's really good. An update on my life. Um, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast, but my taxes are being audited. Love it. We love that. We love the universe right now. She's, she's really, she's really just given us a good fucking smack on the ass. Um, (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) <laughs> that's really fun. Um, oh, and I, did I tell you, did I tell y'all also about the story about Indy? No, please tell us. Okay. So the other day we had a fucking Karen, um, my neighbor, Karen, um, she called the animal control on my dog Indy. And for those of you who, who know Indy, like you guys know, she's a fucking angel child. Of course I'm fucking biased, but Someone calling the animal control on her, I'm just like shook to my core. So, you know, we go outside and I'm just like, honestly, I just black out. And I'm just glad that Tyler was out there with me because I like totally forgot even what the fucking dude said. And Tyler was like, well, I guess Indy is roaming the neighborhood by herself and she is shitting in everyone's lawns. And that is why we got a citation for a hundred fucking dollars. So that was really fucking cool. Um, you know, but now I'm just kind of at a point in my life where there was a couple of wrenches thrown my way, but to be honest with you, easier said than done. But in the moment I was like, how the fuck am I like going to get through all of these like things coming my way? Cause it felt like it was like every day, like there was just I was just trying to like swim and gasp up for like water, but I just kept being like shoved back down. Like that's truly what it felt like. And then my like Wi-Fi went out and like I couldn't work on my computer. And like, obviously that's first world problems, but it was just like one thing after the next. And if y'all are feeling that way too, I think the sooner that you can like kind of come to those emotions and like befriend them, I know that that, like, I don't know what that looks like for you. And I didn't know what it looked like exactly, but I had been journaling about, okay, what are all of the things that are coming my way? So I I literally listed out every single thing that I felt like really fucking sad about. And there were some things that were happening in my life, but then certain things would outweigh the others, if that makes sense. Like certain things that were happening, were affecting me more because there, there was like a little bit more root causes to them. But then I was like, no, like I need to validate the fact that all of these things are happening. And then from there I listed all all of the things. And then in the next column, I wrote down the feelings that 
were being brought to the surface through each situation. And so once I did that and targeted, okay, this is making me feel, you know, like defeated. This is making me feel embarrassed. This is making, you know, those root cause emotions, but each one was so different. But once I like looked at them in the face, which was on my paper, (laughs) I felt like I could really just be like, okay, like I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to like, you know, befriend you. And we're going to accept that we feel all these feels and we're going to move the fuck forward. So that is how I did that. And I felt like I did it pretty fast once I was able to do that. Oh yeah, you for sure did. I mean, the devil really has been after Taylor guys. Like that's not a joke. I'm just pissed that somehow he found his way um, through her to me. It's fine. But realistically, everything she just said is so spot on. And like, if life is knocking you on your ass right now, like fucking get up, hit back even harder and just like fucking rub, like dust the dirt off. Like just like, can't be stopped, won't be stopped. Let's get it, get it. There is no reason to allow any of this to hold you back. Like I almost like now have the mentality of like, oh, that's that's hilarious. That's that's a good yeah. one. That's funny. Same. That's Same. So funny. Here we go. Yeah, and now it's it's honestly humorous. Like anything that tries to hold me back, I'm just like, okay, I like I see you, but like you're not going to get in my way. But I would also say too, if you are still feeling some type of way about something that happened to you, and maybe your friend had something else happen to them, or your boyfriend, or your husband, um, like don't um, like devalue your own feelings. Cause like, that's, that's a a different way of suppressing your feelings. And so even if it's the smallest fucking thing, you guys, like, I don't know, like, you know, Indy, like getting the freaking dog animal control or like getting a ticket or I don't know, like something just like pretty small or you tripped and fell, whatever, like just feel that emotion because the more that you like convince yourself, like, Oh, I'm just like playing victim to this. Like I'm sick of playing victim to my life. Like I mean, cause that was my mentality, but that wasn't helping me. That was not helping me. Like I needed to be like, okay, bitch, I see you. I hear you. Now, what do I need to do to step forward? And the sooner you do that, then like, I swear to God, that's like healing. So do my journal exercise. Um, I'm going to write it down right now. So that I post it on level ups highlights. I cannot wait to share it. It is going to be really good. Um, But anyways, hopefully all the good vibes are coming your guys' way and there's angels in your life, not the devil. Um, But hopefully you guys just enjoyed our little update on our life. We're going to continue to do so because I think that the biggest thing that we know is what we're currently learning and Mm -hmm. want to share those things so that way we can help you move forward. But... On to today's podcast, we are going to talk about body image. (laughs) Okay, so I want to first start out with, have y'all ever looked at yourself and shamed your body for the way that it looked that day? Like, has it ever been hard for you to look at yourself in the mirror and to maybe like, maybe you look at yourself and you're like, oh shit, like I've gained a lot of weight or like, you know, the holidays, like you gained a lot of weight or, you know, I'm too skinny. I can see my ribs or I don't know. Like, I hate the way these pants fit me. Like all of a sudden you put on a pair of jeans and like, they just don't fit you like they used to. Or maybe it's like, um, I have wrinkles like shit. Like I'm getting some bags under my eyes. Like it's like all of these things are complexion. Like we hate our complexion sometimes. And we, and these all go into our body image. 
And these are just things that really can set back our self-esteem. And I really truly think, and I've said this before on a podcast, but every insecurity that we have is has came from an outside source. It has come from the media. It has come from maybe when you were growing up and you know your friends were skinnier or they were bigger than you and you just didn't feel like you fit in. Like all of these things come back to like the way that you view your body. And so I think that a lot of us can probably relate to this. And I think it's really interesting because me and Cass actually both have totally different perspectives on this specific topic because I deal with, um, you know, weight gain and I have, you know, my whole life pretty much like, when I, when I was like a kid growing up, like the way that I was raised and I was raised by my mom. So my mom was always on some fad diet. Like she was always on Weight Watchers or fucking keto. And I don't even know all the ones, but like she had the books and the recipe books. And, and, you know, to me, that was just a norm. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It was just always, she always needed to like lose weight and she would always my mom's a really positive person, but when she would look at herself in the mirror, she wouldn't like hype herself up. Like it was, she wouldn't praise herself. She would more so criticize herself. And in over time, it was a negative thing for me to experience. And I don't know if you guys have similar backgrounds to me, but and I, and like I said, like my mom is fucking an amazing human, but when you pick up on certain behaviors, when you're a kid growing up, like these are things that are instilled into you at such a young age. And your parents don't even really realize that they're literally a mirror. Like they are a mirror of what you are going to think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I was an only child. My mom only had me. So watching her go through all of those things, like it made me feel like I needed to eat less food. I needed to, you know, not, or like I needed to work out more. So I played soccer growing up, which was awesome for me. And so I was able to keep like a, a good athletic physique, but I was always a bigger boned girl out of every single one of my friends, every single one of them. I was always bigger. I always had bigger boobs. I had bigger thighs. I had bigger thighs than a lot of guys that I like had crushes on. Um, and to me, that was just like, you know, you look at media or you look at, you know, just the world and you always see like the cute relationships are always the guys like bigger than the girl. And growing up for me, that was just never something that could be achieved because my calves were the size of their fucking thighs. And like, it's okay. Right now. and it's okay if that is your relationship or if that's what you're attracted to. But in my eyes, the way that I was grown up, like I always wanted to be small and I always, and I think that it affected me in a lot of different areas of like confidence as well. Like you, me wanting to be small to fit in with a certain vibe that I thought that I needed to fit into. And that was not only with my body, but that was also within other areas of my life. Like I needed to shrink myself because it was, you know, like being too big in a space or being too big of a personality or whatever was just not the norm, especially like, you know, in grade school or middle school or high school. 
So I, these were just like my, the way that I grew up or just like when I would be in a bathing suit around other girls, like it was just always like my tummy rolls were, you know, out. And that was always just an insecurity at such a young age. So now fast forward into my adult life, you know, I experienced, you know, stops, you know, I didn't work out anymore because soccer was a part of high school. And so I didn't really realize that I needed to like take that with me into my adult life. Like I obviously had ran for a ball my whole life. Like I didn't know the gym. I didn't Now It's funny that I'm dating a personal trainer, but, um, and he just has like such a healthy, I would say outlook on the way that he trains people and the way that he coaches people, which is amazing for me because he can really guide me in a sense of like, carbs are not bad. And if you just kind of can be mindful about what's going into your body, then, you know, you're, you're just going to be more intuitive to how you feel with it. You know what I mean? Cause food is energy at the end of the day. You should never feel like shit about eating a certain amount of calories of food or something that you're craving. You really shouldn't like it is energy, but I kind of want to like ask Cass, like what was your experience with like body image growing up? Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because guys, this is the part of our lives that we don't know about each other. Like, I think we can assume, but realistically, I've never heard her say some of that stuff, which is so cool. Cause I feel like I know her like the back of my hand. Um, so just super cool to like hear that, um, <laughs> on the other spectrum. Um, I feel like, hmm, like, where do I even begin with this? I mean, I grew up like with a banging mom, like my mom is just hot. She has the perfect physique. She's like five, four, one twenty-five, And like, that's just who she is. She works out, she eats healthy. And that was my relationship to that. She's super athletic. And that's where I got my athletic genes. And in high school, we would go to the trainer together. Like she would go with me and she would train with me mm-hmm. and we would go to like call like, or train for college and stuff. And like, she just did all that with me, which is super rad. So, um, it's interesting though, because on the other end, my sister does not look like my mom and I. And so I think I mentally was super cautious of like what I said or how I approached it. Um, and I think being on the other side of like being smaller, it was like, my issues don't matter because yours are greater. Like the people that are, that are heavier or struggle with eating, like yours are greater than mine. So I'm just not going to speak on mine. And I think that later, actually more of a recent realization that me and you kind of had, I was kind of like telling her about some insecurities I was going through with my body. And like, it's funny because I would hold back telling her these things because I felt like she couldn't relate to them. But then she was like, no, like I can in, in a different way. But like, she would like think that she couldn't talk about them because like, you know, which is so wrong because I think that we both... We, everyone struggles with body image and it doesn't matter whether you're like a hundred and 200 pounds bigger than somebody or you're a hundred and 200 pounds smaller than somebody. Like we all struggle. Exactly. Um, so yeah, fast forward to high school. When I was in high school, I had a best friend that was super about her weight and like would check the calories and we both were really little, but I remember like before going to track practice, she'd like weigh herself and then like I would weigh myself and it just became like this toxic thing, which was just like so weird now to think about. Um, 
And then it wasn't ever like, I want to make sure I'm this weight, but it just was like, I just got caught up in what she was doing. And then when I got to college, I had a bunch of period issues, um, like chicken issues. I realized that I had endometriosis. I had cysts. Um, they were like bursting and like, it just was like really bad. So that in my life created for me to be anemic. So anemic is like low iron. And so I was like losing weight, like crazy. Like it just, it, I would sleep all the time. I was always tired. Like I couldn't figure my body out. And so I got to like a super low weight, um, and then would figure out how to like get back up. And then it recently, actually, in the last about year and a half of my life, this happened again. So when I was in Maui, um, I, what, the anxiety thing started happening. And when that started happening, everything started kick up again. And I was at a really low weight. And so like, like not something I wanted to be at all, like looked in the mirror. And for me, it was like, I hate the fact that I can see my fucking ribs right now. And I hate the fact that like just different things that, you you know, just different. And so, um, but I would be like, I don't want to say anything to like, say like Taylor, I don't want to say anything to like anybody that really struggles with body image is like the way my brain thought of it of like, my issues aren't that bad. Like shut the fuck up, bitch kind of thing is like what my brain would say. But on the other end, like, it wasn't like it was like cats just eat. Like I had no appetite. Like I was so stressed out and had so much anxiety or my body just doesn't work in that way. Like I have to legitimately consciously eat all the time because my body think is thinking about everything else other than eating. Um, and once again, my brain was like, everybody would say, well, like lucky to be you bitch. Like my brain's thinking about it all the time. And so like, I just put this like vendetta of like what the other side would think. And so I would shut up about it when realistically, like I was struggling really hard with my body image of like being way too thin and like having like not being able to eat. Yeah. And I think it even goes to like when, so I met Cass's parents. Um, I went back to Ohio with her a long time ago, like in, back in 2019. And like the first thing that her, her dad said was just like, you look really skinny. And like, I hadn't even really looked at Cass that way. Cause I grew up with my stepsister who was like a hundred pounds and she's like 26, just like me. She's a hundred pounds. And like I full transparency, you guys, I'm 180 pounds. So I'm almost twice. And that's the same with Cass. So I did grow up with it, but like, I didn't notice it, but like that really affected you. Yeah. Oh, it totally did. And it's weird though, because I was so used to happening. I didn't think anything of it until you said something, which is just like crazy. Like I'm sure psychologically I was, but I wasn't aware, like I wasn't processing it. Mm-hmm. And then at that time that we did go home, that was the lowest I had been in years. And I was really struggling. They just didn't know, like my parents didn't know. And my parents obviously like, my big thing with it is like, yeah, you're calling me skinny. And then it's not the same as you calling me fat, but at the same time, like that's still a trigger. Like that's still a dagger to something that I'm struggling with. And like, every time I go home, no matter if I'm like really focused on my weight and I've gained five pounds and I think I look great. I always get cast. You look really skinny. And I almost get so fucking pissed about it because I'm like, okay, well, if I walked in and I was fat, would you be like, Cassie looks fat, like nobody would. And so like, I think it's just like a double standard, but then like, once again, my brain goes back to like, Oh, you're the, you're the skinny kid, like must suck, you know, like kind yeah. of vibes. And so maybe people are out there listening that think that as well. So much sense. Like that makes so much sense. It makes sense to be like, okay, I can't act 
a certain way. I can't feel this feeling because people have it worse. So it's like, it's even like in life, like, okay, say you lost your job and someone else lost their job, but maybe they like, you know, we're living on food stamps and it's like, Oh, well they have it way worse than I have it. So like, I can't, I can't even feel this feeling, which is so, so not true. And I hate that like this, the media and everything has put that like in our faces because I think that like they glamorize being skinny, like skinny and, and all of that, like is just the way to like the way to look. And like, if you go back like decades and decades, it's like, you know, back in like the 1900s, it was like super skinny. And then it like has gone up to like, Oh, like maybe a little bit more thicker. And then like, like no curves. And then now it's like voluptuous Kim Kardashian fucking vibes. You know what I mean? And it's just like, we are never going to meet the perfect standard of beauty because it's almost like fashion. Like bodies are going to always be evolving to what is like, the ideal, it, it, it just what's glamorized, I guess, at least what we see online all the time. And then we have a belief that's like put in front of us of like, oh my God, well, I have hip dips and I have a double chin and I have tummy rolls or like maybe on the other hand of that, like, oh, well, I don't have like hips at all. Like, or like, I don't have boobs. That's me. Yeah. So it's just like, it's on both ends, but it's like, we are all valid for these feelings. But it's, this is like a really good question that I really resonated with when I was kind of like scripting what I was going to write for this and kind of doing like some deep work within myself. But I wrote like, what have you let your body mean to you? And that really hit and like, honestly, like struck like an emotional chord with me because it's, it's really like an amazing thing that like, these bodies have carried us through so much emotional hardship. They have carried us physically walking into, you know, the most beautiful moments we've ever experienced. They've, they've let us, you know, whether we play sports or whether you're a mom, like they've, they've let you like birth and create a tiny human. Like the way that our bodies are freaking wired is, is so unreal and it's so unfathomable like and me and Cass were talking about religion the other day of like not religion but like what you believe in and uh Cass had said something about like thinking about how your heart beats like how did you say that again mm-hmm. it was the idea of like what created the heartbeat because we, we were going we were talking about like religion and and the universe but it's like realistically like what created the heartbeat like that didn't yeah. evolve from like a plant and then the plant became this or like you know because right it's just like it's such a cool th- thought to be like yeah. what created the heartbeat and why does it beat the way it does and like obviously y'all out there that are scientifical you can tell me the answers but it's just such a cool thought to be like we all have our own heart and it beats yeah. in its own way yeah and I just think that if you are having a hard time loving this body that you're like, this is a host body. Like it's hosting your heart. It's hosting your organs. It's hosting your soul. It's hosting your brain. Like it's hosting you. So for you to like be talking negatively about it, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we have this body and like we are breathing and we have a freaking beating heart. And even like your eyes, dude, like 
I mean, obviously this is maybe like a photographer's perspective, but like the way that you can like see depth of field and you can see colors and you can just see things moving fast and slow and it captures things at night. Like it's, it's unreal the things that our body can do. But I don't think that we actually go into that much depth when we think about body image. But I think that we should try when we're having a hard time or a hard body image day to really, really deep down, like in your, like just root being to be like, okay, what does this body mean to me? This body means to me that it has walked me through the hardest moments I've ever lived in my life. It has dealt with the most stress and and the most like anxious feelings, the grief that I've gone through, um, but also has hiked me up to Angel's Landing in Zion and like gave me the most epic, amazing view that I've ever seen in my life. Like it has allowed me to experience heartbreak and love and, um, you know, traveling like it's. It's so freaking amazing. So like my question to you guys is what have you made your body mean to you? And to just try not to critique yourself so much. I really think that such a big part of like our self-esteem is our in our like body image and the way that we talk to ourselves. We obviously have said this before, but there's so many studies across the board that like whatever you tell yourself, whether it's right or wrong, true or false, um, feels good or doesn't feel good. Like whatever you tell yourself, you're right. So your mind and your body is going to believe whatever you tell yourself. And so I really think that like we need to stop seeking reassurance and validation from other people. And we need to start praising ourselves because I think when we try to seek other validations from outside sources and like dopamine hits off Instagram and whatever we're posting on Instagram, like it's like sometimes other people when they're praising us have a different agenda, but like when you're praising yourself, you know, your agenda and that agenda is to feel loved by yourself and to appreciate and praise this amazing body of yours. So I just think that, we need to, the criticism is going to weather us down. It's truly going to just like make us feel defeated. So I just want you guys to practice, you know, talking to yourself in a very high way. And I kind of want to do it like right now. I wrote some things down here. Hold on. I just wanted to pause for a second because I feel like that is one of the most beautiful things Taylor has ever said. And that sounds so weird coming out of my fucking mouth. But like, it's like, you were like from this to this and then when you like said to hike angels landing like I don't know obviously because I was there with you but like yeah. it's mm-hmm. so epic to think of like guys like let's revert our brain to think those things mm-hmm. of like what has your body been through and I just think that that was so beautifully said so Taylor mic drop great job oh thanks and I just can't even imagine having the same conversation like once I'm a mom like for those fucking moms out there like I just want to fucking hug you and fucking give you a pat on the back because girlfriend, your body is un like it is capable of so many fucking things. And the fact that you're like, you know, judging yourself and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're not praising yourself and you're critiquing yourself, like your body's done so much for you. Um, okay. So right now we're going to, we're going to do something that like a little exercise. And I just want you guys to like maybe what, wherever you guys are, 
just maybe just like close your eyes or just take this in and just believe it. Today, I celebrate my body for handling stress so well and my eyes opening from a restful night's sleep. Just like so easy, so easy to just be like, like I celebrate myself for waking up this morning and like opening my eyes and gasping for air. Okay, now the next one is going to be, I enjoy my body because of the energy it gives me. I am so proud of how I've carried myself. My legs and my feet are moving me through this life, and I'm grateful for them. I am thankful I can eat, and my body knows what to do with what I'm putting in it. I trust my body, and I'm intuitive to what it tells me. Praise is going to boost you. Criticism is going to weather you down. We need to start praising our bodies, praising everything about ourselves. And it's not ignorant, you guys. It's not something that we need to believe is in like, is like, um, vain, you know, like we, we are our world. Like we're the most critic. What am I trying to say? Like we're our biggest critics. Yeah. We're our biggest critics. So we have talked about it before and it is obviously easier said than done, but I just want you guys to start looking at yourself and looking at how much you've gone through and how much you've done in this body. Because anytime we start putting it down, that's never going to lead us to a feeling of, you know, a feeling that's going to help us become who we want to be. Mm-hmm. You know? So good. So freaking good. I'm here for all things she said. I actually wish I could like rewind right now and replay it as we're speaking. Um, but what she said that like really honed in with me is like, okay. If you're sitting there, think of the one person you compare yourself to the most. Mm. Think of that one person you compare yourself to the most, whether you don't know that person or you do know that person. Mm. Now, I want you to realize that you have something that that person does not have. Yeah. That's a good thing. You have something that that person does not have. A great quality about you, whether that's internal or physical, you have something about you that that person does not have, nor will they ever have. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like that's a big thing for me. Like, I, mean, I find the beauty of Taylor and I is like maybe Taylor compares her body image to me. Let, let's just say I'm just giving this an example. Yeah, yeah I've done definitely done that for you. Taylor yeah. has like an empathetic side that I will never have. Like, like I'm working towards it, but it will never be as great as what she has. And so it's like, there's so many things about Taylor that it's like, those are fully Taylor and that is her. And that's so fucking beautiful. And I just want us to get to the point of our friendships and our, our mom and daughter relationships. And, um, just like anytime we're around other women to get to this point where it's, this, this isn't like a match game where like, I need to be X or, you know, like I need to match where she is like. That, that's never a thing. So why do we continually do it? And it's because we've been brought up in a society that does that. And yeah. so I just want you to like, take a second to be like, what is so fucking cool about me? Like, why are you dope as fuck? What makes you dope as fuck internally and physically? That's to- so good. And, and just really hone in on that and celebrate yourself for that and focus more on that than the things that you're insecure about. Mm, that's so fucking good. We don't do that enough, you guys. And also another good analogy and just perspective that I thought was really, really good that I think I found on Pinterest, honestly, um, is it, it said, if you grew up on a deserted island, 
how would you feel about your body? No one is around you to see your body. No one, no one's there. Like how, and how would you care about how your body looked? Would you care? Like, why do you care? Why do you care about how you're perceived? What is that to you? And, and if you, if you achieved that dream goal body, do you truly feel like you would be a different human? Or do you think that, so you basically believing that about yourself, like you believing that, okay, once I get to an X body type and then I'll feel this way, you're thinking that externally your worth is all the way that you look. You don't think that the way that like your worth is anything internal. And my thing is I fully believe that it's all internal. Mm. So good. Holy shit. Oh, I cannot take this. Okay. Um, guys, I hope you guys are loving this much this podcast as much as I am of just listening to Taylor. Like, holy shit. Um, but okay. I also want to touch on I mean, me and Cass can't really talk about body dysmorphia or, you know, eating disorders. So um, for those of you who do deal with those things, um, you know, we, we can't really speak to those things. But I will say, please, like, get help because you are enough and you are worthy. And whatever belief that you have about yourself, that is not true if you feel like you need to be doing those things to get you to a better feeling, that is not what you need to do. And that's not the direction that you need to go in. You just, you need to seek help obviously. And that's easier said than done. But, um, I mean, I, I wish that I had more education to like, you know, pour into you guys that are listening that might deal with those things. But this is for those people out there that just like, deal with, you know, body image on a day-to-day basis. And we hope that both of our perspectives could give you just some insight to how people in smaller bodies feel, how people in bigger bodies feel, how people who are like, not like maybe they are not necessarily a woman, but they want to be, if that makes sense, you know, like you're like a trans trans and you want to be a woman or you want to be a male, like this is for everyone that we don't, we feel like we're not worthy enough in this body as ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we hope that it helps some of you guys. We hope that some of the things that we said will make you question, um, you know, what your body means to you and maybe do the deep work of what you're consuming and what you've learned about yourself to maybe try to unlearn those things. Like for me and growing up with my mom, you know, and the way that she viewed herself and the way she spoke to herself, like maybe, you know, something like that happened to you and you need to unlearn those things. Yeah. And I will also say, I feel like this podcast could go on for another hour. Um, And so with that being said, we're not going to make it go another hour, but let us know what really hit home with you and what you want us to touch on more on both like what questions do you have for Taylor and what she struggles with? What questions do you have for me? And like, we really want to dive into this topic even more from a standpoint of mental and physical. And so be on the lookout for that. And if you guys want to hear anything from us, just let us know and we will be dropping it in. Yes. And also I wanted to say thank you guys so much for those of you who rated and reviewed our podcast. We love you guys. That is helping us elevate. It's helping us grow. It's helping us reach 
more people that might need to hear these topics. So thank you guys so much. And if you haven't rated and reviewed, we would love you if you rate and review. And then I'm going to leave you with two questions that I kind of had at the beginning of this, but I want you to remember them and I want you to journal them. What have you made your body mean to you? What have you made your body mean to you? Or what have you let your body mean to you? And how has it affected your worth? Those two questions, go journal them right now or when you get home. And we love you guys. And big and I was like staring at her guys to like be on cue with that one and it it, will work on it. No, I know. I saw you and I was like, oh shit, I better better hop on. I know, and then I'm like, what are we saying? What are we saying? Anyways, okay, we love you guys so big. Ta ta for now. Ta-ta for now.